Good day, everyone. This is Daryl Archer, and welcome to Sedona Spotlight. Our goal is to share amazing energy emanating from Sedona, shining its spotlight to the world. This show will feature illuminated teachers, healers, visionaries, and other notables in their fields. Many will share a short technique or insight to help you. You can listen to the show Sedona Spotlight at KKNW 1150 every Tuesday at half past noon or the archive show at www.sedonaspotlight.com. We are happy to share events of one of the anchors of Sedona, and that is Yavapai College. And you can check out their courses at yc.edu. And something that you may not know about Sedona is for the last 10 years, it has been known as the International City of Peace. And you can find more out about that at the college. And the next 10 years, because the City of Peace is growing and the local group there has many wonderful things that you can participate in. Being that said, we have a wonderful guest today, Robin Alexis, author and the show, the host of Mystic Radio that also airs on KKNW 1150 AM on Wednesdays at noon Pacific time. It's a live call-in show and the number is 888-298-5569 on Wednesdays from noon to one. So Robin, I would like to welcome you to talk about your new book that's amazing or a re-release of Raising Humanity, which is something we all need. So welcome to the show and I look forward to talking to you about your amazing book. Darielle, it's always such a pleasure to join you. Thank you so much. Oh, it's just amazing to have you. So the, the title of your book, Raising Humanity, Why We All Must Remember by Robin and the Storytellers. What a great title that is. What inspired you? Well, um, it's a sad story, actually, and it's still being perpetuated, unfortunately. And that is that um, as a psychic mystic medium in 1998, actually October of 1998, so we're talking a long time ago, I had an instant vision of these uh, school shootings that unfortunately are still happening. And I was told in the vision that the first school shooting was going to be April 20th, 1999. And at the time, my guide said it would be in Denver, Colorado. So, you know, I was devastated. I was like, oh my God, what can I do to stop this? And I actually, on that day, uh, April 20th, 1999, was literally flying uh, with a friend uh, to Colorado because I, I just didn't know what to do. And I just wanted to go there and pray and, and see what, what could be done to stop that tragedy from happening. And unfortunately, uh, as I stated, the vision was that it would continue. And as we know today, it's constantly in the news and just heart-wrenching. So anyway, um, that was when the first Columbine uh, shooting situation happened. Right. So um, also on that day, when I had these visions, I was shown what was going to happen on September 11th. And we all know what happened on that day. So 
after, you know, these school shootings kept going on and the September 11th tragedy occurred, I decided that what I needed to do was gather together with other like-minded people who understood that we are all agents of change, that we, in each of our own way, are, we're all healers, and that in any moment, we can create the alchemy of a community that creates us all to be peaceful. So I really appreciated that Sedona is the international city of peace, because how can we role model or teach our children to be peaceful if we're not becoming aware of the energy within ourselves and, and consciously choosing to manifest it? And so all of these different storytellers, along with myself, are sharing our stories about what is it that we experienced that brought to our attention the necessity to become an agent of change consciously so that we could participate in being part of the solution of creating peace in our society. Oh, what a wonderful idea. And I, like you, I, I had... Um a change for me that happened not only being a lightning strike survivor in 1996 but i was on mount emmy and a feng shui conference and i kept having these visions of these two towers burning i had them before i left seattle and my husband's going dario he goes are you okay and i just could not shake that feeling i actually even left the convention early i was just so afraid to get on a plane because i kept seeing it go up and smoke and the next morning i woke my husband came in and he says i think i know what you're burning visions of the tower and, and your fear of airplane was and that was 9-11 and I think for people who are listening there's probably a lot of us who Absolutely. had some sort of insight and as you know Darielle it's just so difficult when you have these visions because it's like why do we have them you know what is it that we are being called into action to do and i think the bottom line is we all need to find each other and create a community of people who are aware that we need to listen to our intuition and if we can't do something outside of ourselves at least do it for ourselves and let me give you an example uh, of this um and i'm sure you're going to have a story too is in these schools now, in today's world, it's pretty um, consistent that they're doing these gun drills, and maybe they're even teaching the kids to, um, if you see something, say something. And we will hear in the news sometimes that that does prevent tragedy. But the other thing we need to teach the kids is to listen to their intuition. Mm -hmm. And an example of it for myself is that one day my kids were little, uh, and I'd packed up the car, we were headed over to the lake. And all of a sudden, I just got this really strong feeling that I needed to turn the car around and go home. My kids are still mad at me, and they're in their 40s. <laughs> <laughs> but what happened that day is we narrowly missed a multiple car accident where a, an 18-wheeler uh, tipped over, and then all these cars smashed in, and there were deaths. So on that day, because I listened to the voice in my head and took a risk that, okay, if this voice is right, I'm not going to risk not listening to it because the, the risk is too high not to. If we can teach our children that if they're getting a gut feeling that they should not go to school one day or, or, or you know, just do something different, we, we need to, as adults, learn how to do that more adeptly for ourselves and then teach our children how to do that as well. Does that resonate to you, Darielle? Absolutely, it does. And, and trust without knowing, I do have a story and it was actually on the way to Denver Airport. 
And we're driving, I can't remember what it is, the I-60 or I-65, and we're going 70 miles an hour, and this voice just says, stop the car now, and I'm going, I'm entering a tunnel, so I slammed on the brakes, my passengers just in anaphylactic shock, screaming, oh my god, what are you doing, you're stopping on the freeway, you're going to get us killed. Up ahead, as we were slowing down, an 18-wheeler hit another car, and they were going across the back and forth, the tunnel in front of us. There was a little narrow window. We zipped through it and continued on. But, you know, it's really hard to trust when you're traveling at 70 miles an hour to stop on the freeway. It's not your norm. But to teach our children to trust without questioning, it's like, okay, it doesn't matter if it makes sense trust it it will save your life and we healers have so many stories about that and sensitives and empaths and psychics and that community to help that maybe one person may not know what it is but the others may get we may have that collective feeling that we can answer questions to help kids and i agree totally teaching the kids even you know like you said parents honoring that intuition when you feel you feel when something's wrong with your kid you have no logic nothing has happened it's like something is wrong i know it we're we're senders and receivers and to honor you know who we are and our spirit but also to honor that our body is an amazing uh, receiver it's an amazing antenna mm-hmm Yes, and that's the impetus behind all of anything I do uh, personally and professionally is to become more adept at knowing, trusting, and acting upon my own intuition, but also encouraging people to find out what is their style of knowing something. Like it sounds like you and I will hear a voice in our head, or we may have some other way of being notified intuitively that something is is nudging at us. Um, And I think it's important for each individual to start recognizing how is it that I know that I know that I know something. Exactly. And and one of the ways is it's like I'll hear it and I'll see it or see what I hear. It happens so quickly. It's often hard to discern which one came first. But I keep a log. You know, I got this feeling on this date. This is what I saw, felt or heard. And this is what happened on this date. So sometimes you can it builds trust because you have a real time verification. It's like, well, you know, I think I did this. But a log allows you to know if it really did happen you you have quantifiable proof to to honor that and and how we can continue our transformation because confidence and belief in ourselves calms a lot of that anxiety and keeps us out of that oval track in our head that says well you know that may be true that may not be true and we just we need to act on it and trust our children and and listen to them when they say you know mom this isn't right or you know the dog doesn't feel right or you know I don't want to go to school or I you know I don't want to go to the grocery store today I don't want to go on the trip yeah and I love what you said about keeping a log to make it verifiable because that is something that I started doing because I was so kind of freaked out that I was having these experiences. And the other thing that I did, Darielle, in the in the beginning, and I still actually do it like with you and Martha and other people, is it's good to partner with people who you trust that can right. give you feedback. So you can build that muscle. Uh, and the other thing you said I really think is important for people who are listening is that we get so distracted by 
like, um, you know, our cell phones or whatever, we may not pay as much attention to all of our senses, not just the intuition, but, you know, what is it that we're feeling? What is it that we're hearing? What is it even sometimes smelling? You know, like Mm -hmm. if somebody walks around me and they, and I'm speaking as a medical intuitive now, which is slightly off kilter to this conversation, but maybe not. Um, I can smell if someone's like got pre-cancer or cancer in them. It's like a certain odor. And, and then again, I would write it down or partner with someone and say, you know, I could be completely off base, but there seems to be this consistent notification that my being is giving me when I sense that sort of thing. And I think, you know, maybe even in terms of this thoughts just coming to me, Darielle, that um, maybe when kids are in school, they could intuit that their classmate is struggling with something and just get some help for that person before it even becomes a crisis situation. Right. I agree with that. And, and, um, maybe draw a picture or a word that says, you know, this is what I'm seeing about you today. You know what I mean? It's, it's yes. having where they, where they can have the conversation where it's not so charged and, and to recognize, because even as adults, you know, seeing those things of, of the tower and things happening, it's not, was not in my consciousness that that would happen in America. I'm, it just was completely outside, you know, my, uh, things of possibilities and now that it has and we've had you know continual shootings it's it's expanding that awareness that says um what fits here and what doesn't and when my when my dad was training me it's like you know it's like you you work swinging graveyard shifts you need to be aware of your surroundings and go down this street and tell me what car is here and what doesn't belong here Oh, that's Why excellent. Doesn't fit, and I'm thinking, what a great thing with kids that we could teach them. It's like, what's off here? What doesn't fit? And you know, where they could make it almost as a as a game where it's not so scary. Yeah, and the other thing too is that I've noticed um, with my grandson. He's 13 now. When he was younger, he was highly attuned to all of his natural psychic, soulful abilities. But as he's gotten to pre-adolescent and adolescent, the, the culture that he's in doesn't think it's cool to right. be intuitive. And unfortunately, that makes the, the kids shut those fields down and then they get in, into these dangerous situations. So how can we as a culture make it cool for people to maintain the integrity of their inner warning systems? And like you said, the training that your dad gave you that's just priceless. You know, it was, and it served me well. I had a couple times I walk up to my car and I thought, I thought, you know, whatever it is, is off. I turned around, I went back to the office and I would, you know, uh, have one of the officers. I says, could you walk me back to my car? Something's off. And as we got closer and there, there was another, there was like two figures that walked away. And they were like behind another car. So, you know, it it was teaching me that to listen to that, even if it defied my logic or it's like, oh, Daryl, you don't want to look dumb, you know, Mm -hmm. and there's all these other things or if your cell phone's going off. And I do a practice is that I don't turn on my cell phone early in the morning. I just meditate for a moment and get a feel. What do I need to do today? Is there anything that's out of place or do I? Is someone going to contact me that I need to have a greater awareness of today? That's a great to tool, too. Yeah. And, That's and amazing. 
and at night I do, you know, like a blessing for my car and how <laughs> surrounding everything. It's like, okay, is there anybody that I need to send energy to? Is, is there a name or because we'll be doing something suddenly your mom's might pop in or, you know, like it says, Oh, I need to call Martha or, you know, it's like, Oh, Dario, I got to talk to you or, you know, you know, my husband or whoever it may be just, and you get that feeling. It's like, act on it. Even if it's just, hi, I was thinking of you today, you know, um, what's going on and and having kids where they have that moment where they can engage in it before they before they start their day and as you end the day is there anybody nudging you or sending out uh, a telepathic message that hey I'm calling for help because the airwaves are quieter at night yeah so I, I like what you're saying what I call that for me is I call it the pause where I put everything down. If I start to feel like even when I talked to you before we got on the air, I could feel I was so excited to be able <laughs> to, to talk about this and try to save one more life out there. You know, just pause. And what is it that you need as an individual to, to ground into your own sense of peacefulness? And I also really in, loved what you said about observing things without prejudice, that you know, even if it's not logical, some don't, my husband always calls it woman's intuition. He says, everybody knows what that is, but that we all have intuition, but maybe women are known to have it a little bit more, you know, just culturally speaking. I I think he's speaking that way, but I want to encourage people to recognize that intuition isn't gender-based. Correct. And women use it more because of their kids and, and that survival that I think they're kind of there's a part of their brain that is hardwired or maybe has more neural pathways that alerts them to that, that, that it's a muscle that's used more often. Well, and I think too, it, it goes back to something I was thinking and saying earlier in that my grandson is being taught by his group of friends Mm -hmm. that being intuitive isn't cool. And this is bringing me to something that happened to my son um, years ago. It was actually before the 9-11 attack. I had this awful vision um, that my son was going to be severely injured uh, by an explosion. And so I told him that. And back in those days, he was a teenager and he was like, oh, blah, 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 you know, like, <laughs> and, but he knew that he was planning on, he had built a cannon off a blueprint off the internet, and he was planning on lighting the thing off on the 4th of July. Well, I didn't know that. He knew that. But he said on that day, even though he heard the voice in his head say, oh, ma, can't be right, he at least put on a safety goggles in case I was right. So he didn't wind up blind. He did lose half of his hand, but he kept his eyesight. And now he listens to his own intuition. So anybody wow. out there, listen to your intuition. Don't put yourself or anyone else through harm while you're learning this. Take these techniques, make it cool to be intuitive, start logging what you're getting, recognize when you know that you know that you know something, stay out of prejudice and partner up with somebody that can help you enhance your skill set. And those are all great things of of what we've shared today of, you know, how we do that. And I I like to add that kind of element of, of 
not necessarily fun about it, but it's like, it's playful, but it's serious. And when I'm in that relaxed state, I hear better, I see better. And to, to really get that feeling of, you know, one time, like for me, when I feel earthquakes in Japan, it's my stomach. When Mount Rainier is getting cranky, it's in my third eye. And, and when we feel different things, you know, what, what you feel for a person may be different than what you feel for an event or if it's an animal. And as you practice with it, that it's, it's life-saving, not only yours, but could be your friends or your pets. It could be, you know, uh, keeping something happening at an event. And, and right. that collective, that mass consciousness to, to, you know, show that, you know, being intuitive, being kind and caring is very cool. And it's way more powerful and useful than me being mean, because you shut all those great resources that you innately have down. Yeah, let's all consciously create a more peaceful society. We, we, we're, we have been taught to give our power away to like politicians or police or whatever, teachers, whatever. It's really on us to do our part. Mm -hmm. So how would you uh, term, because one of the, um, I'd like you to speak a, a little bit about your special parenting technique called metaphysical mothering. I love that. Thank you. So which part of it do you want to know? I want to know there's... a lot of it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, the short version is, is what is, um, I think that special, a technique, I think mothers and Anna and ah, that could okay. be very helpful right now. Okay. So the chat womb technique, uh, what that is, is that we do live in a quantum society. And so what we have to recognize is that when we want to heal something within ourselves in the past, the present or the future, we actually can do that. The chat womb technique is that we allow ourselves to go back to our own conception and gestational experience, and we give it the information and the wisdom that we have today. Because biologically speaking, in the first 17 days of life, when most women don't even know that they're pregnant, is when the nervous system is being created. And it's being created based on the biology of the moment it was going on with the parents at the time of conception. But if we want to go back in and soothe our nervous system or, or raise its ability to be that divining tool you were talking about, where a body will give us different messages for different instances, we can do that. And if you are a mother-to-be, what you can do is you can actually prepare your energy for conception by going in and talking to your body, your husband's body or your partner's body, however you're going to create the baby, and just begin to energetically soothe, relax, and empower the very genetics that you're going to come in and be born through so that the temple of your body as that divining tool is capable of receiving these signals that we now know we all need to survive and thrive. Oh, that's, that's just wonderful. I can't believe that we're, you know, um, in this place where we can talk about these things and, and have a platform. 
uh, where we can, you know, help mothers and, and fathers and teachers in that where it's like just learning that trusting their own awareness because teachers are so keyed in mothers are even fathers are they they see it that but they they kind of blow it off it's like oh well that wasn't really logical and yet they knew and and after the facts or people when we were in grocery stores it's you know kind of doing that big sweep is what I say and again ask that question what doesn't belong here what's out of place here and to you know teach kids and and to you know help mothers um just nurture themselves because I'm I'm doing a, a workshop before long or next year called Healer. You come first, and it's yes. like feeding and taking care of us and keeping our energy up so that we can support those that are in trauma or stress or they're questioning because our clarity is intact. Our our nurturing and self mothering need has been met. That's right. Clarity is power. And I would like to just suggest to people that you really become aware of what does it feel like to be peaceful in yourself and become aware of when you're not feeling that and recognize that your peace energy needs to be fed. And mm -hmm. what is it that you need to do? Do you need to go into pause? Do you need to put on some nice music? You know, what is it that you need to keep your sensory body really strong and competent as it works through your body to tell you what it is you need to know. Absolutely, Robin. We're running out of time here. Yeah, I always do chicken noodle soup if I'm having one of those off days. Mm. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Oh, on those cold days. So what would you like to leave our listeners with today? That we are all agents of change and we are all responsible to make a decision because even indecision is a decision. Correct. And I suggest people choose to become more aware that we need to role model peace and we need to become teachers of peace. The next generation is counting on us. That's true. And so will your book, Raising Humanity, is it out now? Um, where it is not it out now. now? Okay. Uh, uh, Raising Humanity, Why We All Must Remember, uh, people can... Um, either go to robinalexis.com or uh, listen to my radio show, or probably the easiest thing, especially for people driving, is to go to sedonaspotlight.com because that will have the information where you can easily find uh, where I am and what I do and when my book launch will occur. Right. Okay. Well, thank you, Robin. And I want to thank our listeners today. You can also find hundreds of great information on Sedona Spotlight. And Robin, thank you so much for joining me today. Um, and a big thanks to our listeners for choosing to join us today. Because collectively, we can all be spotlights. helping so to create, it is. And so it is. Helping create a brighter world and a better future. Everyone everywhere, anytime, Sedona Spotlight. Have a great day.